When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Also, check out our merch store, onthefinside.threadless.com. The Dolphins face the Minnesota Vikings this weekend in Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium. Very important game for both teams. The Dolphins are 7-6. and six. The Vikings are fighting for a wild card spot, currently the sixth seed in the NFC at 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. And we are joined by Eric Thompson from the Daily Norseman. He's been kind enough to join us to give us some insight on the Minnesota Vikings roster. You can follow him at Eric underscore J underscore Thompson on Twitter, as well as the Daily Norseman. That's Daily, N-O-R-S-E-M-A-N. Eric, thanks for joining us here tonight. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Yeah, so let's look at the Vikings roster here. Obviously, they went to the NFC Championship game last year after that miracle play by Stefan Diggs against the Saints. This year, they replace and upgrade the quarterback position from Case Keenum to Kirk Cousins. Vikings are 6-6-1 six, six, and one right now. I don't have to tell you, probably not as many wins in the win column as Vikings fans would have thought. What is the feeling in Minnesota right now with the Vikings heading into week 15 here? Well, uh, it depends on kind of what faction of uh, Vikings fandom you talk to. Um, two weeks ago, it was probably just fine, hunky-dory, 6-4-1. and one. Obviously not ideal, but it was better. After the two losses, again, these are two road losses to two pretty good teams, New England and Seattle. But the way that they lost, I think, has a lot of people panicking. And even, you know, the way that the NFC playoff picture is unfolding, the Vikings are still in pretty good shape to make the playoffs. But limping in is definitely not what uh, a lot of Vikings fans had in mind when you talk about, like you said, uh, upgrading the, the quarterback position and bringing back most of the key pieces from a team that went 13-3. and I don't think a lot of people expected a repeat of that record, especially with the tough schedule, that the, the first-place schedule the Vikings had. But 6-6-1 six, six, and one is definitely disappointing. And looking at Kirk Cousins' stat line here, 370 completions out of 524 attempts, over 70% completion, 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Looks like off the cuff, these are somewhat close to Pro Bowl numbers, but the Vikings have only scored 17 points in the last two games. You know, I think a lot of that, as you said, has to do with playing the Patriots defense and the Seahawks defense, which are two pretty good units. Right now on offense, where are a lot of the fingers being pointed? 
Oh, everywhere. That's the fun part about being on a Viking Twitter lately. It's been uh, there's no shortage of finger pointing. Uh, it depends on who you ask again with that. Um, personally, I think it's it, there isn't one source of uh, woe for the offenses. It's really been it's been a combination of Kirk Cousins just kind of underperforming. He's had the reputation of underperforming in bigger games, and those and so far that's kind of panned out so far. And uh, the John Filippo obviously uh, lost his job after the debacle in Seattle on Monday night, so there's definitely some blame to go there. But I really do think a lot of the problems for the offense start with the offensive line. It was going to be, you know, the top to bottom before the season started, the roster seemed like it was in really good shape. The one pain point was probably that offensive line, and that's definitely come to fruition in 2018. They lost uh, left guard Nick Easton before the season who wasn't, you know, he wasn't a Pro Bowl caliber player, but he was a starter. Uh, Pat Elfine came back. He basically missed the entire preseason with uh, injuries that he sustained at the end of last year, and he's just kind of getting bullied around. The funniest thing is the the bright spot on that offensive line is probably second-round tackle Brian O'Neill, who was supposed to be kind of too raw to start, but he was thrust into a starting role this year. He's acquitted himself pretty nicely overall, but, again, he's not a top-caliber offensive lineman yet. So I think it really does stem from that. I thought last week against Seattle, Kirk Cousins really got in trouble uh, with the pressure early, but then even when he wasn't being pressured, he kind of saw a go. So it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. You can kind of take your pick, and you're probably right when it comes to the offense being wrong, especially lately. Well, one place where it's not wrong is at wide receiver with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Incredible numbers. Thielen already has over 100 catches. Diggs has 88 for 968 and six touchdowns overall, you know, and then after that, you've got a couple of solid players, Laquan Treadwell, Kyle Rudolph. After you get past those two top guys, how do you see the Vikings spreading the ball out, especially with this new offensive coordinator? Yeah, that's going to kind of be remain to be seen with uh, how Kevin Stefanski uses the, his, weapons outside of Thielen and Diggs. Again, those two are going to get the majority of the targets, and I think Kyle Rudolph will be kind of that second tier of targets uh, in the passing game. But, it, of course, uh, you have Laquan Treadwell, who he's in his third season, was a first-round pick, and just definitely he hasn't panned out yet, and I think Vikings fans are kind of ready to move on from him. But Treadwell just been a, a real disappointment, even just to be that third wide receiver. Aldrick Robinson's been uh, – getting some of his snaps the last few weeks. So, yeah, after those first two, if you can limit digs and feeling, you can really have a lot of success against his offense. And that's where whether or not Xavier Howard's going to play really comes in. It's not looking good right now for Howard suiting up this Sunday, but we'll see how he progresses throughout the week. Didn't sound encouraging from Adam Gase today. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, Eric. One big matchup in this game is going to be Danielle Hunter, The defensive end has 12 and a half sacks this year going up against Laramie Tunzel at left tackle, who has only let up one sack. You also added Sheldon Richardson in the off season. Uh, I watched the Vikings Seahawks game. He looks like he had a fantastic game there. It really was shaping up to be a pro bowl across the board defensive line for the Vikings heading into the season. How has that unfolded so far? I think the defensive line is still a strength of the Vikings. The, The one player, um, that has had some trouble both on and off the field has been Everson Griffin, who had that uh, mental health episode right before the Bills game in week four and missed a handful of games. 
And since he's returned to the team, it just hasn't been quite the same uh, play from him. And But Sheldon Richardson has been outstanding. Daniil Hunter should be a pro bowler. I think he's really racking up a lot of sacks. And uh, the rotation is still pretty deep there. I, I don't think that's the problem. They've been getting pretty consistent pressure. Uh, but it's, again, the, the defensive side of the ball for the Vikings uh, it hasn't hasn't been the main problem. They've they've had some injuries. They they were the healthiest defense by far in 2017. So they've taken a little bit of step back in both the injuries and the play overall. But they've really been coming on the last uh, basically since the Rams game. Since Jared Goff blew the doors off of them on that Thursday night game, they've been a lot better. And I can't help but ask on this, Erica. When I was looking to see the health health of Eric Kendricks, I couldn't help on Vikings Twitter just the overload of hatred toward this guy. Maybe it's just a few tweets that I saw. I don't know. But how does that linebacker core shape up right now? And is there a lot of negative opinions toward this guy? Kendricks actually hasn't been too bad overall. I think he's had kind of a down. I think he hasn't played as well as 2017. I think actually more of the vitriol has been towards Anthony Barr, especially at the beginning of the season, who was in a contract year. He was one of the kind of core guys that didn't get an extension in the preseason when Neil Hunter and Stephon Diggs both got uh, big contract extensions. Barr wasn't included in that group, so he's in the final year of his contract. He's been playing a lot better. Kendricks has been really kind of up and down. He's always been a good tackler. Uh, his pass coverage has been kind of suspect, and teams have kind of picked on that. But um, I think the Vikings Twitter is just – they're too busy hating on everything offensive, offensively lately to really get too concerned about the linebacking core or anything on the defense. Got it. And looking at the secondary, they hold Russell Wilson to just 72 yards passing last week, 10 for 20 for 72 yards and an interception. I know they lost their strong safety earlier this year. I'm not sure the impact that that had. And Trey Waynes has been a little bit nicked up too. How does the secondary – rank right now again not quite as good as 2017 they all had an outstanding year but uh you touched on the safety anderson dayhole being out for the year probably has played his last game for the vikings unfortunately he started out as one of the players that was really maligned by a lot of the fan base but he's really slowly improved over the years but the great thing is uh anthony harris has stepped in for sendejo and played absolutely amazing it, it was Four or five weeks ago, he was like the number one or number two safety from po football fo focus for their grades. So he's been, he's been a great fill-in. I, I would anticipate he'd be the starter alongside Harrison Smith next season. You did mention Trey Waynes has been banged up a little bit, uh, missed last week with a concussion. Sounds like he's on pace to come back this week. But, of course, they lost their first-round pick, Mike Hughes, who looked outstanding the first few weeks before he got hurt and tore his ACL. So it's, it's not as deep of a unit as – the Vikings anticipated, especially after that first-round pick. But they have another uh, undrafted free agent, Holton Hill, who had an amazing game against the Seahawks last week. So there's still uh, that's still a strength for them, just not as big of a strength as we maybe anticipated before the season. Yeah, I did notice that that Holton Hill played 60 plus snaps last week for the Vikings, and he was someone coming out of Texas. I can't believe went undrafted. I know he had some off-the-field problems, but. I thought somebody in the fifth, sixth round would take a chance on this guy. Vikings really got a gem there. So we'll see how that goes as far as the matchups. So big game here. The Dolphins are 7-6 and six in the seventh seed for the AFC. Vikings right now are sixth seed in the NFC, hanging on to that spot. What do you think the Vikings need to do to win this game? They basically need to get back on track and be – 
realize the potential they have. This is still a very talented roster with a lot of good players and a lot of important positions. It's just they have been completely out of sorts on offense the last couple of weeks and several times throughout the season. You look at the Buffalo game, you look at the last two weeks, they've just – when you can get ahead of them, especially early, it seems like they kind of just fall apart on offense. They've, they've fallen behind by double digits in all six of their losses so far this season. So basically, if, if you get up by 10 points, that, that's pretty much game over on the Vikings. So if they can go out early – get some momentum on the offense, get a couple scoring drives together and not put so much pressure on their defense. The defense I think will show up again this week, but if they're chasing the game the whole time, it's going to be hard. I mean, you could, you could tell me it would be a 30 point blow on either side and I'd believe you, but I, I still think the, if, as long as the Vikings get off to a positive start, limit the turnovers, limit the mistakes and get a little more creative with the play calling, uh, they can maybe get back on track. So what is your prediction for this weekend? Again, I I would not be surprised if it was a blowout either way. The, the um, as of right now, I I think I'm leaning towards the Vikings win. I think back at home against the a Dolphins defense that has some important pieces that might be missing, then they've given up a lot of yards over the years. And of course, coming off a miracle play to win the game, in my personal experience, that's not the greatest for the following week. <laughs> so I I'll, I'm leaning towards the Vikings win, maybe by around that kind of maybe the 27 to 20 kind of score. But again, I, I, nothing would surprise me this, the way this Viking season has gone and the way the Dolphin season has gone. Eric Thompson joining us from the Daily Norseman. You can follow Eric on Twitter, Eric underscore J underscore Thompson. And you can follow his website, the Daily Norseman. And he's been kind enough to join us here to give us some insight on the Minnesota Vikings as they play the Miami Dolphins this Sunday in Minnesota. And you can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store, too, on thefinside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what brand.